It just reminded me a lot of uh, what's that parking lot movie? Or heavy metal parking heavy lot. Heavy metal parking lot that you're like obsessed with. That's yeah. Like if you haven't seen heavy metal parking lot, please watch it out there. <laughs> oh dear listeners, heavy oh, metal yes. parking lot. It's hilarious. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror notebook to corrupt one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but prefer the classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices, spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy foxy fellows and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the the final girl. Welcome to Horror Horror Movie Movie Survival Guide. Guide. I'm Terry. I'm Julia. And this is April Fool's Day from 1986. Yes. One of Julia's picks. I picked this one. Yeah. I like this one. Uh, This movie was made for $5 million Uh and it made $12 million. Okay. Not too shabby. Yeah. Doubled in a little more, so that's yeah. pretty pretty good. Nineteen eighty six, especially for low budget horror film. Uh, and the tagline for this movie: "Guess who's going to be the life of the party?" We'll find out. We'll find out who's the life of the party. Uh, this is directed by Fred Walton, who also directed "When a Stranger Calls," which oh. was um, a late seventies yeah. horror film. And uh, we get—I love the opening for this film as you start out in video with at, home movies. With home the, movies, this is so it reminded me of you. So as soon as this started, and I was like, "This is definitely a Julia pick." But this is interesting because last mm-hmm. week we talked about the Quiet Ones, where yeah. we had Brian, one of the main characters, yeah. who's filming a lot of the film, yeah. and then we have Chaz in this one, who is also filming a lot of the film, I'm especially in the beginning. The line in this because like hmm. fade to black it's like movies with movies yeah. that's kind of julia's julia's thing i love it it's just the, mm-hmm. it, because it makes it feel like you the characters are talking to their friends so they're acting very naturally and hanging and out so just you're making getting jokes to with each meet other. everybody through that lens of like we're all friends here like hey we're just hanging out we're just making fun of each other and there's a big group of friends that are all going um waiting for the ferry to go across yes. to the island to have spend spring break with their pal muffy saint john what a name. What a wonderful name. <laughs> They're going to go hang with their friend Muffy, St. John. Huh? On Who an- is worth about $50 million or yeah, so. Yeah, or something. Lots of money and has this house in um, so the, in Maine, I believe, because it's their license plates are all Maine. Oh, so I didn't even somewhere. I didn't even look. I was like, someplace New England-y. New England, rich New England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't ever spent much time in that area, but one day. I've spent lots of time in that area, and it's gorgeous. And yes, there are lots of little strange homes up in hills and things, and you get why Stephen King is from like that area of the yeah. planet. Because <laughs> things, anything can happen out in the woods, basically, you know. And Anywho. Yeah, but we see um, Muffy setting up for the party and like, flashes of her like in this basement and there's like this creepy jack-in-the-box flashback that mm-hmm. we have and i was like "Ooh, what's going on back to an old birthday party mm-hmm. where there was a fabulous wayne Bow sweater i just might answer Great 80s clothes yes. yeah and but instead of a regular jack-in-the-box there is a monster in the jack-in-the-box yeah like a little jump scare for you there so i don't know if that are we supposed to think like april fool's day is her birthday and so like she gets like like fucked up gifts for her birthday or is oh. it 
I have no, I know. I was wondering about that too. Unclear. That's how, that's how I interpret it. Okay. Uh, and they, they mentioned, you know, everyone's Nan and Hal are the two people who come into the group who are new to the group and everyone's kind of getting to know them, but they're making fun of them while they're getting to know them because they're kind of square. Yeah. Like, why did they invite, she invite these squares to come? Well, Hal's like, what an entrance or whatever. He says, oh, I get it. That's a joke. Yeah. Cause like they're messing with him and he's like, <laughs> just really awkward. Like, oh, huh. okay. Yeah. That's a joke. I get it. Uh-huh. All right. Fine. Um, and, and he's wants to be upwardly mobile. You can tell he's very excited to be included because this is not his usual friend group. Yeah, he doesn't care about the friends necessarily. He cares about the money that and Murphy the connections has because he wants to work for her dad. So we'll just make a little connection here. Um, and the Manan mentions that she met Murf- Muffy Murphy. <laughs> she met Murphy in uh, drama class. Yes, in at drama class. She Vassar met <laughs> in drama class at Vassar. So now we know she's at Vassar, and so she's like, a talented actress, actress. They mention so. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we have this kind of like crazy Ralph type ferryman kind of stodgy coming over yes. and like doesn't approve of this riffraff. And these kids when they're hooligans roughing around. And Chaz coming around with his, his his joke. So his big joke is just telling everybody that their fly is open. Your fly's open. Fly's open. Your host is Twinkies hanging out. Like Your just... fly's open. That's the name of our episode. Your fly's open. Just because of it. It's yeah. Constantly. That's his, that's his big joke. Um, and then, so I really, you know, you get to know all these characters and I really like a lot of the actors. We have uh, Clayton Roner and Deborah Goodrich who are just one of the guys together. And then. Which is one of my favorite movies because the main character's name is. Terry. Terry. And Clayton Roner. <laughs> so adorable and, yes. and he's so great in this he's just that kind of like sleazeball film student 80s kind of character totally. like kind of like a chainsaw from uh summer school that kind of yes vibe. um and yes. then you also <laughs> love that movie too oh my yeah. god yes we should we should definitely oh, yeah there's a horror movie i know there's horror elements <laughs> it's got a little bit they're like obsessed with horror but anyway oh we just we just identify with it is all and then also yeah. uh griffin o'neill and uh, thomas f wilson who we know as biff from back to the future oh so good who are so much the, that's the thing i love about this movie honestly this opening sequence sells me because they're having so much fucking fun and like you you can tell those actors are really having fucking fun. Yeah. Like it shows. And the kind of, and I, um, I read that the character, all the actors got together and hung out like the weekend before at the hotel where they were going to be staying for this shoot oh. and like got to know each other. It's it, like, it, it shows. shows. It totally shows. Cause, Cause nothing worse where you have a movie and, and this happens in horror a lot where mm. you have like an ensemble of people. I'm like, I don't buy them as friends. I really don't. Yeah. They like literally met that day on the set and yes. they have to go and film right away. Mm-hmm. But like, this is really like, they look like they can just play with each other and right. like, it's so fun and playful. And, um, we have like Nan who's reading like paradise lost, but then <laughs> Chaz comes up with this porno mag. Right. And, and like, like to hit on her hey uh, how's it going just gonna look closer even though she can clearly see that she's he's with nikki who has taken the like five minute ferry ride i love this to to sunbathe sunbathe she's like pallets on pallets like on the on this ferry i'm like like, this ferry's like five minutes like i get if it's an hour or something but it's like five minutes man (laughs) you're really gonna i don't think she knows how long it is either but she's just one of those girls who's like on the vacation tip and just like i'm gonna sunbathe right here on these pallets and Hal, Hal comes over, starts to like, you know, get a little. He does a little cough <clears throat> and then picks something up like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I was just, uh, just over, over here in the here. neighborhood. Yeah. She's like, it's not going to happen. Like, he's so square and she's so cool. And like, Chaz is like sniffing Nan. And it's just also very weird. And Arch and Skip have this, we're going to play a little game of stretch, which you like 
put your foot next to the other person's foot and then throw a switchblade and like go like bend how far can you bend over before you fall, fall over, over to pick it up this looks like a very bad game i was like knife throwing game not a good look at yeah. the beginning of a in 1986 movie. as well it's like a little late to be knife throwing on the everyone just casual knife throwing here in new england no big deal well no this is like around the time like bad and all that stuff is gonna happen like there's like knife fights happening on tv choreographed dances of course <laughs> oh yeah who knows <laughs> um and mm-hmm. then but then they start to get into this kind of fight and then all of a sudden arch skip stab skip in the stomach and he goes staggering back and falls off the boat and everybody oh my god this is already already turning so bad so one of the guys that like is working on the boat has to jump off the boat to go help get him out of the water and they do and they're like oh april April fools Fools. you realize it was all a joke the stabbing was fake as hell and they were just playing around so now they're almost and, to the dock and, and Nick, <laughs> Nicky gives Chess shit about it he's like you didn't jump on the water he's like hey took off my jacket and shoes what more do you want from me <laughs> like he was about to go help him get in the to. water mm-hmm. no problem so they start to get dock and one of the sailors who's down and who's like Buck. I'm in the water he's already in the water from mm-hmm. falling in so I'll just stay down here and to tie the boat off at the dock once we're almost there which you're like nobody does that no sailor does that no every sailor knows better than that you jump out of there but Bucks is down there. And all of a sudden, this horrible scream, and he's been hit by the boat. And he got hit the dock. in between the boat, the dock, and comes bobbing up up the ladder, and his eyes all hanging out on his face, and he's all freaking out and screaming. And everybody's blaming the kids. He's like, you guys did this to me. You did this to me. And I was like, no, you were in the damn water, like you old salty sailor. Why did you buy you in the water? What? What is? What? what is happening but a cop a cop comes up in the boat just then and like but it has to take they have to take buck to the the hospital now yeah. and then now they have to take the boat and so there's everything's just a bad clusterfuck and now it's already damp in the mood real bad that yep. weekend's already not gonna go well so the kids make their way up to the house which is beautiful stunning absolutely stunning and it's like one of those ones where like nothing bad ever happens in a place like this it's it like from, from, i from a clear day you can see the kennedys yes from a clear day you can see the kennedys it's that part of new england it is gorgeous um and, and we said it was her mother's summer home and they used to they used to go well and but, but since her mom's died nobody's not really there anymore right but she wants to have everybody over for this wonderful spring break and right. i'll celebrate this lovely house uh and so then you get kind of the everybody getting to the house and they're getting mm-hmm. to know the Situated. house and they're finding their rooms and the girls uh have a very cute scene where they're doing doing a sex quiz in the kitchen oh yeah as you do from cosmo i feel like that's every vacation uh-huh. like i was like yeah by the pool like me and my girlfriends like we would totally do the like cosmo sex quiz sure but it also lets you know where the characters stand because you know in horror movies virginity or not is very important very important to know so we need to know who is and who's who the sluts and who's not mm-hmm. who's in who's out yeah we know nikki for sure oh, yeah. she's you know she's the party girl of the group mm-hmm. uh, she's the one who w- got naked and sunbathed i think that should have told you right naked. there well you know she's what i mean now, bathing suit. suit but you know what i mean that kind of girl yeah uh, and then harvey is walking around and he's like in her dad's office all like creepy up at his office and starts stealing all of yeah, his cigars cigars and like it's just he wants to he's like the secreting it you know what i mean though like he's like i want to like like envision being you know like in this office and like it's great um, and Skip is like now super morose because he thinks that it was his fault that like he the accident happened that to Buck, Buck because yeah. of him, and so he's like real drunk and drink drinking real bad. And you're like, ooh, Skip, this is not going to help. This no, drinking's not going to help the situation. Help. But he's also lamenting about like how it's terrible to be rich because if you're a poor boy, a poor boy can tell his dad to go like fuck off and do his own thing. But if you're rich, you're forever, and you're like you're 
parents' grasps. You're stuck which, in the cycle. Which is a line very poignant for Griffin O'Neill in particular to be delivering, I think, given the oh, situation yeah. of him and his father and all. Um, so I didn't even think about yeah. that. I'm sure That's a little too real. I'm sure he did. Uh, and then we have this dinner scene. So yeah. Now so Skip, around Skip's table. not going to show up for this dinner scene. Skip is off in his own world. Yeah. Everybody else. It's around this crazy-ass table that Muffy has set up. There are place cards with dolls on them, like Barbie dolls that she is, like, dressed up to look like each and every one of them. I was like, uh, never a good sign when it looks like your friend made a voodoo doll of you. And putting it on your plate. <laughs> Put it on your plate as your place card holder, basically. But we have to, this this movie never lets you forget that it's April Fool's Day. The gas right. keep a coming. So yes. Nat sits down on a whoopee cushion and Arch has a trick chair. Trick chair. That he, I that love that trick falling chair. Over. It's amazing. Whoever designed that trick chair, well done. It just like has a little like spring on it. Basically, it's like a spring-loaded chair. You fall back and it pops back up. But this is And strange. they have paper plates and plastic cups, even though like Muffy has clearly has a shit ton of money. But like she's literally, it's like one of those... I don't know. This felt like one of those things where we're like, we're having a poor people's party, like mm-hmm. a little bit, a little, a little pandering, like, and my man Godfrey or some old school thing, like, sure. yeah, we're going to go find the forgotten man. It'll be great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Muffy. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> She's got plastic and paper. <laughs> uh, and Nan gives this very nice toast, but is so saccharine and nice. And all of the friends are kind of not really into it. But then uh, Muffy kind of outdoes her toast. So there's this very kind of strange back and forth with her and yeah, the Nan dynamics and are Matt, weird. Muffy that I'm not, you're not like quite sure what's yeah. going on with them. Uh, but she gives them dribble glasses to drink their champagne at. So, oh, Muffy. And they all giggle, giggle, giggle. And they're like, they are the hope of the future. And they have this whole thing about like, okay, this is the beginning of our lives. And then, cause they're but, thinking about what they have to do after school. And nobody knows once they're nope. done of college, except for Hal, who wants to work for Muffy's dad. Yep. Nobody else knows what they want to do. You're like, oh, right. So it's this weird spring break where it's a joyous occasion, but it's also the future is looming right ahead of you and you have Absolutely. no idea what you're going to do with it. So a very tenuous friendship moment, I would say. Right. So now they retired all their rooms after this dinner and they find random ass shit in their rooms and stuff too. Like Hal's got like these murder clippings and exploding cigars and stuff like that that happens to him. And uh, there's busted faucets. Like every one of the bedrooms there's something wrong. There's like a heroin kit in the medicine chest and the doorknob comes off in Arch's room. Busted handles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Manacles in Nikki's room. Like these like total like S&M set up for her. And this kind of uh, gag with the lights in one of the rooms where every lamp you turn off turns another lamp on. Yeah. And going back and forth. But in one of the rooms, Nan's room, there is, uh, she hears a baby crying and uh, hears it and goes to find it. And it's a tape recorder of a baby crying. Yeah. She does not look happy about that. No, she looks freaked the fuck out. Like everyone else looks confused. She looks very giggles are like, oh, Muffy. She's Mm -hmm. always got these jokes. Uh, We learned that Arch and Muffy used to have a thing. Mm-hmm. But she says he's got two two expressions, collar up or collar down. It's like, that's the most excellent 80s reference. It's so good. So we have so, Chaz and Nikki, yes. who, we, who we see having sex in a crazy position where like, we there's like three three cuts to them. That's in what I have, position. arms like, and legs. That's what I was trying to figure what out is, my notes. Whose arm? What leg is that? Who is that? I a can't arm, tell. A leg, a leg, an arm, an arm. I don't know. It's they're so they're by far my favorite characters in this film they're great and they're the ones that had that weird light situation in their bedroom together and they were like trying no, to no no that's uh, kit and uh rob damn it okay chaz and nikki are the, are oh, the cool are the, the cool kids that are cool having sex kids. okay so we find skip last we see of skip he is alone and drunk in the boathouse yeah and there is a jump scare but it turns out to be a cat but then there is a real scare 
and we cut to the next morning yeah where muffy comes down looking very different and quite strange she looks weird as hell she she's got like, like she's wearing like sensible grandma nurse clothes. shoes it's like a, like a house dress. Yeah. She's not wearing any makeup. Like yesterday, she looked very glamorous. Her hair was she done. She looks hot. She looks super 80s and like teased out hair today. She looks like the hair looks like it was fried and yeah. like terrible. She looks like a kind of like a mental institution patient. And you're like, ooh, what is happening here? Um, and some and, of the kids are playing soccer out on the front and like goofing around. But Nan is like, uh, I don't want to play. No. She's not happy at all. After uh, that baby scare, I think that creeped, freaked her out. Yeah, she she ends up screaming at Muffy about the tape and is like, mm-hmm. what is this you think is a joke? And like you can tell the joke backfired spectacularly, but we don't right. know why. And like, why is she upset about this? Right. We don't really know. And then Rob and Kit um, had not been quite well since the night before because Rob really, during that dinner, was really disillusioned about like – what his future will hold. Cause everyone else seems really more secure and he's got, he's got to work a little harder than some of the other guys and he doesn't feel as smart or as accomplished. And so they head out to this boathouse to talk. Basically they end up like, you know, kids trying to like, you know, kiss on Emerald letter too. And they, they try to make him feel a little bit better. But then all of a sudden they see a body. Yes. The body floating underneath the boathouse through the cracks and slats in the boathouse. This of, is the genius scare of, mm-hmm. of Skip, Skip, who so, had been lost the night before. Nobody could find him. They didn't know where he was before they went to bed. They f- figured he had found some corner to sleep in. Mm-hmm. And so she says his dead body, of course, looking face up, looking eyes open as he floats by. Um, and what a, it's such a great scare because it's so like every kid I, I've ever met is scared of like boat. Because like the 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 cracks are so wide, right? Mm-hmm. You can see down into it, and like mm-hmm. that's a very unsettling thing. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good scare, especially for like smaller kids. Would be a kind of like ooh. I think big kids. This one's pretty scary <laughs> to see a dead freaking body floating underneath you while you're about to like make love to someone. That's very very unsettling. So yeah, skip floating below, dead. But they but everyone else doesn't know that. So everybody else goes to split up to look for Skip, mm-hmm. and they are uh, Arch was in the in the woods, and all of a sudden there's a snake that is coiling real close to him that of course he doesn't see and he gets trapped in this kind of bear trap where yeah this links, net that yanks him up into the tree it like grabs him by the leg and yanks him up and mm-hmm. then the snake is right in his face like crazy booby trap situation where i was like oh no he's gonna get stung in the face i was like while well, he's strung up that's terrifying so everybody's starting to really freak out because they really don't know where skip is what is happening yeah. they can't get through to the mainland there's no ferry down the ferry there's only like the ferry that's established early only goes like there twice a day or something it's like the morning and night and that's it but this for this for the weekend there's there's nobody Just, until monday yeah. so they're all alone until monday so there's this is saturday morning so they get some time to kill they got a lot of time to kill 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 and now they have no water as well because one of the pipes is broken right so Muffy had tried to make some tea to relax their nerves. Then they realized, oh, no tea. So she sends them out to um, get some water from a well. So, so Hal and Nikki go. Yep. And Hal just straight up is like, I'd like to plow your, plow your field. That's what he says. Yeah, he is picking up on her heart. And she was like, that's the one at the beginning of the movie. She was like, you were mm-hmm. never going to get me. No. You and me, not nope, going to happen. Nope. And and so she's like, okay, well, if you're going to be heroic here and like, if you're so into it, like, why don't you go get the water? And he's like, mm, no. She's like, Okay, I guess I'll go get the water. So she goes to there's the bucket. The bucket breaks. He, mm-hmm. So she has to take the letter down into the well. She and climbs of course, into the well. It looks not. I would. Not I would do not this. drink that water. No. 
And then all of a sudden, she's confronted in that water by some severed head. And Nan's body floats up and she's surrounded by bodies and she can't get up. Bodies in the well. Bodies in the well. (gasps) Bodies in the well. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's our metal song. (laughs) It totally is now. And so, yeah, she finds all this stuff on the bottom and it's it's pretty disgusting so they eventually Hal comes down they gets her out but everyone's now real freaking freaking out out. because now there are severed heads and dead bodies and what is happening and the constable they they call the car they get through to the constable who's in the hospital with buck on the mainland right he'll get there as fast as he can but it's going to take a while so now everyone's waiting for the constable they're all as long as we can Mm -hmm. all wait as a group we won't be out of each other's sight but we need to stay together because the thing that constable said though was hey you can't really trust Muffy. Like, sh- I, something I can't tell you. Oh, no, no. And, like, you get a little bit, of it, but you don't know why but, you can't trust her. Right. So you're like, oh, okay. Everyone's supposed to stick together, but also avoid Muffy a little, too. So be careful. And, of course, everybody immediately splits the party. Because what do we do when we get directions? Every damn time. Don't want to pay attention to those directions at all. You just break those rules and go off by yourself. Halloween, however, we figure out, has a gun that he has been have, he has on himself. Because he asked if where they keep the guns in the house, too. He was trying to find more, but he's like, oh, I already got mine on me. It's fine. That's fine. But they have everyone's going, splitting up to lock the doors and right. windows and everything. And uh, Kit finds a picture of twins on the dad's desk yep suspiciously and they were like wait twins i we know muffy but who else could there be and they've noticed that she's acting differently she's dressing differently she's wearing clod hopper nurse shoes which muffy would never wear um and Mm -hmm. so they split up where robin goes up into the attic and everyone's uh strangely this i mean it isn't strange for this couple i guess so that's the cool thing about it's like nikki Mm -hmm. and chaz go like let's go uh mess around with this uh snm gear like chaz is like on it he's like well we have time to kill let's wait let's like use it yeah he's like are you kidding me like people are dead People are dying like i want to get the fuck out of here like yeah the least sexy situation you can possibly think of she's like i'm ready to leave like but you think this is of course you think this is fun so of course he's goofing around with these snm masks putting them on and trying to like get on on She's not into it. She goes into uh, the other room. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And she thinks he's like, oh, ha, ha, you're so funny. You're so funny, Chaz. Like, stop the jokes. Uh, and she comes back into the room. And, and it looks like Chaz's dick was cut off. Cut off. Because so. there's, like, blood on the, on the, oh, anyway. Blood on the crotch. <laughs> They, I shouldn't be laughing right now. <laughs> no, why are you laughing? I don't know, because it was just like, we just said blood on the crotch. I don't know. When else are we going to sing that together? Never. <laughs> well, you know me. Who could say? Right? That's the great thing about our friendship. <laughs> surprise after surprise. Uh, so, they, find, <laughs> they find some dolls yeah, up yeah. in the attic, which are- Robin sim- can't find these creepy dolls. And uh, maybe the heads that were actually cut off are cut off in the dolls and floating in a bowl of water. Right. And they were the dolls that we saw at dinner that were on the placements that I was like, are these voodoo things? And it looks like suspicion confirmed. They look like voodoo dolls now for sure, because everything that's happened, that's gone wrong in the house. Like each one of the like 
you know, deaths or whatever that's happened so far is totally mirrored with these dolls. Um, and they look like they've been killed in the manner that they are, have mm-hmm. been killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kit gets stuck in the room without the doorknob. But because the door closes on its own because everything's in the house has been rigged for all these jokes earlier. So there's no knob. You got to get out. But finally gets out and finds Nikki and Chaz all bloody and fucked up in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. She finds Harvey, uh, Hal Harvey, he's hogtied in a noose. I don't even know how you do that. That's it's crazy. Crazy. So they got him tied up. He's hogtied in the, in a room. And then, so it seems like Kit and Rob are going to be our final couple now. And yep. they, he, they hear they a flare, hear a flare, which, and the constable had said that he would send a flare when he was coming. So they would know to come down. So they run down to the dock, but, but it, there's no boat, nobody. So perhaps been lured out onto this dock and they find a, they go into the boat. They're like, okay, well, we'll just, let's just go with, but there's no key, no key. But they remember earlier because Muffy had made a point of saying, hey, there's an extra key to the boat in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But And they also find a letter. Right. And the letter uh, is from a mental institution where it says that Muffy's twin sister, Buffy, had recently been released from the mental institution and was considered dangerous. Miss St. John has Yeah, Miss St. John. They didn't say, they didn't say Buffy yet. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't know if it was a twin or if it was Muffy or what happened. But Kit but, says Muffy was an institution. She was at Vassar. Right. So who could this possibly be? It's got to be the mysterious twin that they saw mm-hmm. in the picture. Mm-hmm. So they run back to the house to try to find this boat key and they go there. Everything's locked. They are trying to find a way in, but everything had been secured because they were trying to keep everybody out because they weren't sure who the killer was or what right. was going on. So they, so they go find in, a basement window, which we have seen Muffy uh, opening earlier in the film when yep. she's getting ready for the party that's being set open mm-hmm. for them to come in down through and they find a bu- bloody trail that mm-hmm. leads to clothes in the furnace. Looks like Muffy's clothes in the incinerator. And then and they find Muffy's head. Yes. Severed head. Severed head. And then they are like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit now. So they like try to run up to the kitchen and then now we've got like Buffy there with a big ass knife. We've got a standoff. We've got a fight. So then Rob gets accidentally locked into the pantry so That's he right. can't get out. And he just hears things going on. So he's trying to scream and help but mm-hmm. he's lo- stuck in there. And so now it's just Kit and, and Muffy. Buffy. Muffy, Buffy. Muffy, Buffy. Mm-hmm. Muffy, Buffy. When are we going to yeah. sing that again? Muffy, Buffy, never. <laughs> well, maybe another time. Uh, and then uh, Kit is backed into a corner where there are mm-hmm. some uh, doors leading into the next room and turns to run, opens the doors and sees a strange scene of all of all the friends, friends that she thought who had been deceased and dead hanging out chilling in this room uh my favorite thing about this reveal is that there's no sound when you first see everybody you can see them they look like they're talking and interacting but there's no sound and so you don't know like has she lost her mind is she in another dimension like what is happening here it's so crazy and she looks so shocked and then they all cut to her and start laughing and it's all a big april fool's day joke Nobody's dead. Yay. I was like, what? What a cool twist. What a crazy twist. And so we find out that it's all just a scheme that Muffy came up with because in order for her to keep the house that she wants, this beautiful home, she's got to find a way to make it sustainable so she could afford it. And she's like, what's a way that I could make it affordable? Well, I could make it like a B&B like anyone. That's but, like a murder but that's, mystery. But that's boring. I want to make it a murder mystery B&B. And so it's a whodunit country in basically. So then they have... She was the, doing a test run yeah. to see if it would work. 
And everybody was in on it, including the ferryman, including Buck, including the cops. Like everybody gets everybody part. Uh, and yeah, one of the guys the- is like a, a prosthetics maker, so he's the one who made all the severed heads and things like that. And uh, and wasn't it fun? Wasn't it a fun weekend? And so they have a little party scene. They uh, we got some mama told me not to come playing. Mm-hmm. They drink some almond champagne. Everybody gets their own bottle of champagne. That is your reward for playing for in the playing. weekend. Yep. Um, and so they all are having a big party. And then we see afterwards, it's the end of the night, Muffy's a little drunk, going to bed. What's sitting on her bed? There's this wrapped present sitting on her bed. So she very drunkenly yeah, opens, opens it, it. And it's a Jack, the Jack in the Box. Yes. A Jack in the Box, just like the one she had at the beginning. And what is it? Nan comes out. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> It pops up in an exact same. Nan comes up behind her and slits her throat. But yeah. it's all a joke. joke. So Nan got her revenge. Right? Yes. So. But then. But who knows? It really ends. The last, very, very last mm-hmm. shot is a close-up of the jack-in-the-box. Winking. Winking at the camera? What is that? I don't know. I just put winks? Question mark? I don't and know. That's literally the last see, thing I wrote in my notes. That is, that, that, this is, is this like the, um, Eric Stoltz through the mirror from like Sister, Sister, that, that real last shot kind of thing where you're just like, what is that? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Okay. This is going to blow your mind though. Okay. This movie actually had a third act that was filmed that was, did not make it into the movie. What do they do? But they did. They have, there still exists from it, and they, there's a, a novelization of mm-hmm. this movie that has the third act involved in it. Okay. Third act is uh, half the guests leave, half the guests stay, and they are going to play it. So, the, so the Nan Jack of the Box thing never happens. They're gonna play. They're gonna revenge Muffy, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going back to do that, but somehow Skip like loses it and starts to, like really go to kill Muffy like, for serious, and Rob saves Muffy but kills Skip, and that's the ending. So like, there's someone really dies. Like they actually do have That's to kill what I wondered. one of their friends. Because um, I was uh, like, someone's gonna make a mistake because it was too. It felt too real. Yeah. Like you push people that far, and it's like then mm, you're in like frontal gold mode, and mm, then you go, you someone gets a an axe through the neck or a whatever real knife. Yes. Um. I I don't know. I like I and. I understand why they left it where they left oh, it. Oh, yeah, for I, sure. I could do without the real tact on Jack in the Box thing because that's kind of lame. But yeah. the I love that it, no one's dead. Like So, like, what is the body count? It's zero, zero. in this movie, which is really cool. What a neat idea for a film. And everybody's so uh, fun and the friendships are real genuine. And I think it's a it's a it's a cool film. Awesome. So for Gore Factor, yeah. one is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. And we gave April Fool's Day a three, three. enough blood to gross out the average viewer. So Even though it's, it's fake, we find out later. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> like, we were like, does fake gore count as gore? But there's severed heads and you don't know it's fake if you're watching it. Yes. Sorry if you spoiled this if you hadn't seen it yet, but, but you should have watched it before you listen to us. You know this by now. <laughs> It's also kind of neat because it it's it kind of in like a shriek of mutilated, shriek of the mutilated kind of way like plays off its cheapness. Yeah, where you see these severed heads in the movie, you're like ah, they're not that great. But then you find out like oh, because somebody just on the island made them, and so they really aren't that great. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool that they're using that like their low budgetness as a tool in the film. Right. No, it's pretty great. 
And let's get into our ratings. Um, movie ratings, zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate, two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastic oracle. Um, I give this one a four. I really thought it was really fun. That the acting, like you said, is really fun to watch all these people. It's like young Hollywood, you know, mm-hmm. like of 1986, like out on out just working together and the relationships are fun. The characters and caricatures of people are great. Um, I bought like who they were as yeah. people right away. Like you're like, oh, okay, I see that guy wants to be upwardly mobile. That girl's cool. Yeah. Like everybody, it's an easy hit. It's easy to just like line up and sync with them. Um, the premise was super fun. I was like, well, this place is weird. What's going on as soon as you got there? Um, um yeah, and I liked I didn't know I didn't see it coming. I didn't know that that was the the April Fool. Yay! Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, so I give this a 4.5. Mm-hmm. So not too shabby, a little bit more. Uh, I really like it because I, for me, the most important thing in a horror movie are the characters. And if I don't like them, I don't care about them. And for this, you know, for this is like so many films try to have this kind of chemistry with the actors and so few films actually right. actually achieve it. And it's for me, what takes a kind of run in the mill, low budget horror film and makes it something much more fun and much more enjoyable to watch. And like, I can say that I would like to see would would have liked to have all of these actors to have had bigger careers because they're all really yeah. fun and really great. Um, so look at, look, check it out. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it now, you know the ending and that's what happens when you listen to horror movies about guide <laughs> all spoilers <laughs> all the time. Um, so next week we are continuing on with the Julia Marchesi choices, choicing, choicing. Uh, next week we're going to see a film that is very underseen um, and scared the hell out of me when I saw it for the first time. Uh, it is called Right at Your Door. Mm. Um, so it stars Rory Cochran, who I love. Who doesn't love him? Oh my God! It's I mean, Rex Manning Day. I know. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're and it takes place in LA as well. So it's got oh, a kind of like a local flavor to it. I can't wait to see which this. Which is part of why it's so scary. Ooh. Mm. Uh oh. Well, are you scared around town now? Mm. Okay. Great. Thanks, Maybe. Julia. No nightmares. problem. I do what I can. Thanks. Thanks for the nightmares. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. Check us out on all the social media platforms, please. The Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, the Book of Face, um, and Patreon.com um, slash Horror Movie Survival Guide. We'd love to see you guys out there. Um, and we'll be rolling out more content for you guys every month. New things happen. So thank you guys so much. You have a wonderful week. And we'll see you next time for Right at Your Door. What she said.